welcome to Hot Weekly. I'm Jonathan. I'm Crystal. And this is Haunt Weekly, a weekly podcast for the haunted attraction and haunted entertainment industry. Whether you're an actor, owner, or just plain aficionado, we aim to be a podcast for you. And we've returned once again. Happy Monday to all of you. Hope your weekend was a lively one. By the time you are listening to this, we will have naffed off and be somewhere in the French Quarter, most likely, Yeah. as we are taking a much-needed couple of days off. The mere fact that we stayed sober long enough to record <laughs> for you, you should feel privileged, is what I'm saying. You are blessed to have... Okay, maybe, maybe that's and a little much. And you are full of yourself. Yes, I am. <laughs> Oh, well, but we anyways, we are indeed, there is truth in there. We will be taking a couple of days off. We had the time scheduled off anyway. Right. But our plans for the trip got sidetracked. Won't go into all the details. Right. So instead of going to St. Louis to see a graduation ceremony, we are instead staying here and going to get drunk in the French Quarter and play video games. Yep. Basically, that's the extent of the plan. Yeah. It's a very elegant plan. Yes. But Maybe anyways, watch some horror, horror but you know, and watch some, some horror and doing some stuff yeah, that we like. Exactly. But yes, do take a moment. Uh, if you wish to stay on top of what we're doing, follow us at hauntweekly.com. Twitter and Facebook, we're Haunt Weekly. And tinyurl.com slash hauntweekly takes you to our YouTube channel, where you can see all of our past episodes brought to you in mono vision like no vision because it's an audio only video but still it's yeah. a very convenient place to listen to everything that we have done right and that is what that, that is why it's there yes for your convenience sure as hell ain't ours <laughs> <laughs> all right well everyone this is episode 128 it is hard to believe we have done 128 of these i know i keep saying that right but it keeps being true <laughs> yeah i would agree with that but anyways the since that is a number that is divisible by four, and we're getting into where I have to start actually calculating this, that means it's time to do the, the news. news. And the news we shall do. And it has been a surprisingly busy month for news. We even have some local news to us. I know. I'm very excited to be talking about this. I know a couple of other, some of you might be as well. Just, I, I got a couple of nudges about this. Yeah. We were needled a bit, if you will. <laughs> and we will be discussing this. Uh, but yes, first thing is first, conference reminders. It is an even episode. I guess I always do it on Newsweeks, don't I, as a result of that. Never though the flaw in that system. <laughs> but on that note, I will kick things off. So, coming up May 18th through 20th, that's next week if you're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. It's Halloween Show and National Haunters Convention presents Halloween Boardwalk Empire in Atlantic City, New Jersey at the Showboat Convention Center featuring zombie volleyball, a hearse show, a Mardi Gras themed costume ball, and much, much more. Learn all the details at HalloweenShow.com. Then, May 25th through the 27th, it's Midwest Haunters Convention in Columbus, Ohio. I know lots of you are going to this. Greater Columbus Convention Center, featuring a masquerade party and a zombie walk pre-convention bus tour with eight haunts, including Lessons in Fear, Ohio State Reformatory, Rotten Manor, St. Lucifer Screen Park, Erebus, and more. Also stops in hell for ice cream. And MidwestHauntersConvention.com to find out more. Yes, if you go to that party, have a drink for us, please. And we will not be there, unfortunately. It's very sad. Maybe one year. Maybe yeah. soon. 
All right, June 22nd, 23rd in Ulster Park, New York. It's premier haunted attractions tour and education series at the Super 8 Kingston. They'll be touring the Headless Horseman and all seven of its attractions. Full itineraries, TBA. Learn the details at premierhaunttour.com. That's two T's there. Haunt tour. Tour. Sorry. Yes. And then July 14th and 15th. Southeast Halloween Enthusiast Convention in Ocala, Florida, 2300 Southwest 17th Road, Ocala. Yeah, that, there's no building name. I'm sorry, guys. Yes. You're going to show up and it's just going to be a field. <laughs> no. no, there's a building there. I Google map this, okay? I know. <coughs> We're just sending people to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> if you die because of this convention, do not blame us, okay? We were told by others to put this on the list. Yes. It's featuring a ghost walk tour and a costume ball. You can find out more at sehec.com. Sack. Sack. It's not like an alien language from Star Trek Enterprise, right? There. Yeah. I speak Sahekian. Yes. All right. July 27th and the, through the 29th in Nashville, Tennessee. Room Escape Conference and Tour at the Music City Center. Touring up to eight different escape games. There's two tours of four. Basically, you do the A tour or the B tour. A tour goes to these four to a night. And the B tour goes to these four also to a night. So choose right now. The games include Extreme Escape Games, Live Minds Adventure Escape Games, Escape Point, and Lockmer Freesboro. Learn all the details and get your tickets at RoomEscapeShow.com. Alright, July 28th through the 29th. It's Midsummer Scream in Long Beach, California. The Long Beach Convention Center features dozens of on-site haunted attractions and experiences. Largest hall of shadows in their history, as well as a Screaming Room Film Festival. MidsummerScream.org And you may want to be paying attention to this one. There will be a quiz later in the news. <laughs> yeah. All right. And immediately following Midsummer Scream, July 30th, also in Long Beach, California, at the Queen Mary Hotel. It is Seasonal Attraction Leadership Symposium 2018, hosted by the Haunted Attraction Network, a.k.a. Ganta Media, with six keynotes. Speakers TBA learn the details at hauntedattractionnetwork.com. They've got the updated stuff on their Facebook, but you can, so you can click the symposium link if you're so inclined. Yes. Sound good? Sounds great. That's all we've got for right now. Okay, so on to the news. And there's lots of exciting stuff. And I guess we'll just kick it off with the big news this week. So we got a lot to get through. We do. Time's a ticking here. We, we can't hold class after the bell, okay? <laughs> we know this. Not this time. Not this time. All right. Okay, first off this week, Netherworld in Atlanta has cut, or near Atlanta, I should say, has cut the ribbon on its new Gwinnett location. Uh, we had talked previously about how Netherworld had announced it was leaving where it had been housed for 20-plus years, my God. Right. And this is a little bit personal to us. Yeah. Because we went there last year. We we, we left New Orleans. We left our mom's basement. We, <laughs> yeah, basements in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> are you are high, you Jonathan? Um, but we left, and we went up to, and our neighbors might be featured on this podcast. They just started yard work. Hopefully, yeah. we'll be able to uh, get, that, get rid of that. But anyways, long and story short, we went up to Atlanta where... We saw the final season in their world as a location, and before we went, we were talking about how we can't fathom leaving a place you had had two decades plus of success. Right. It seemed madness to us. We were even talking in the car on the way there, how crazy it seemed. Mm -hmm. And then we got there, and we understood. Yes. Completely <laughs> we understood understand the move. 
Yes. Basically, Total sense. the old location was along I-85, which is a major interstate near Atlanta, and mm. it's in a series of abandoned large shops, and the neighbors really were just screwing with them, man. I mean, right. parking was super limited, and even though there was tons of spaces available, you couldn't find free parking anywhere. Everybody wanted to charge outrageous prices for parking in their abandoned parking lot. Right. And yeah, so, I'm pretty sure some of those were kind of shady. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually very sure some of those were <laughs> In fact, I'm about 100% sure that people who owned the property didn't set up some of those signs and stuff. Yeah. But regardless, um, long story short to it was they apparently decided they lived out their welcome there. They found a new location. They remained in the county, which I thought was an interesting choice. Um, and they had announced uh, they had announced it previously, and they cut the ribbon on a new seventy thousand square foot establishment. Right. Um, they claim this will offer four hundred seasonal jobs, and it also includes three. Esca- they've already put three escape rooms with it. They're open right. year round. They're and already they, open. Already open. Go visit go, them now. Go visit right now. And they also have a monster museum. The article, and this article, by the way, is at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, does not make it clear if the monster museum is open year-round or if it just serves as an event space that can be used. It's written kind of weird. Yeah. I I took it to be as an open year-round. It, 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 it should be. That'd be awesome. But they also have an event space either way. Right. You can, they like, do. Host, if you want to host your wedding reception there. Yeah. Which... Damn it! <laughs> Why can't I be in Atlanta right now? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But no, this is awesome news. I'm glad to hear that the move has been a success, and wish you guys all the luck in the 2018 season. This sounds awesome. And by the way, you have to check out this article. I know I say that about yeah. every single story in the show notes. Right. But the photo of their monster—it's <laughs> not so much a ribbon cutting. Yeah. When you have your Sasquatch monster just basically rip the ribbon in half. It, yeah. It's badass. Um, I really love it. Yeah. I love the expression on the woman on the left's face. <laughs> she's like, oh, you can tell it's like the city council woman or the county council yeah, woman or something. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, the hell did I sign up for? <laughs> yeah. Is that, oh, Jesus. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> I get the feeling she doesn't go to a lot of haunted houses. I, yeah, I get the feeling that most of the people <laughs> in the photo don't go to a lot of haunted houses. Oh, man, but it is such a great photo. You should check it out. And Escape Netherwell, we actually did their... Um, Five-minute escape game yes. while we were at Netherworld. We could not do any of the big ones they had. Right. They were not operating, I don't think. Yeah, I don't remember if they had big ones. I don't um, know if they did or not, honestly. Yeah, location. My memory's getting fuzzy about this. But, but yeah, we did their mini one, and it was a blast. It was excellent. I can totally see how their escape rooms would be hyper great and amazing. So right. if you're in the area, go check out their escape games and get ready for their 2018 season. Looks like it's going to be an amazing one. A 70,000 square feet. Yeah. Imagine what these guys can do with that. Sounds awesome. All right. Well, that shifts us into some local news. Uh Uh-huh. Here in New Orleans, Scout Island at City Park to be transformed into Fright Fest. Now, when when I read the headline, I got confused initially. Right. Because you and I know we live on the West Bank side of the city. We live on the other side of the river. Scout Island to us means Scout Island and Berman Park. Brechtel. Brechtel Park. God damn it. It's <laughs> off Berman. It's Brechtel Park off Berman. Anyway, yeah. it's weird. It's, it's naming it is stupid here, yeah. okay? But yes, in Brechtel Park, which is a neat little out-of-the-way campground slash island. We've been there. Yeah. We've hiked it a few times. Yeah. It's really cool. We actually shot a, a, some parts of Garbage Horror there once. 
Probably, yeah. That I'm pretty sure like we shot us. some of that. Um, that sounds like us. Rabbit Grannies, I think it was, was the intro we shot in part there. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Where you were traipsing through the woods for like 300 hours. <laughs> yeah. Making fun of how they did that in the film. Yeah. Uh, but that anyways. Right. But yeah, the article by is by WWLTV. But no, there's apparently a Scout Island in City Park, Catch right. Me Unawares, and it will become a haunted attraction entitled Scout Island Scream Park. Yes. Um, they are teaming up with the Mortuary Haunted House. Mortuary being after the closure of the House of Shock, and since we aren't 100% sure 13th floor is opening up, we, they haven't made an announcement what they're doing right. yet. So right now they are the big haunted attraction in the city singular. Yes. Um, they are teaming up with the Mortuary to make it happen. The plans call for multiple zones, including the Devil Swamp, Zombie Combat, Scream Factory, Cirque du Fear Fright Zone, the Horseman's Fright Zone, by Blood Bayou Fright Zone, the Kraken Beer and Spirits and Pirate Club. A, sign me up for that one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm already there mentally. Okay, <laughs> I'm first. I'm first. Basically, <laughs> um, the Paranormal Experience and various carnival rides will be there. Um, they're actually, and this is, I think, is a really cool idea. They're going to have a kids pumpkin patch and kitty thing. During the early hours. So you go to like, you know, I guess like four to six or something like that. Right. And you can have a kid's experience. And then when the actual park opens, you get the full horror ride. The part that scares me <laughs> is that the prices range from $13 to $79. Yeah. Now, I that is a hell of a range. Now, the thing is, though, is that it could be $13 for the kid's pumpkin patch and $79 for the entire park experience. Park and VIP for it all. Exactly. Like the uh, the ultimate treatment. Exactly. I could see that working and I could see that being worth $79 considering all of those wonderful things that you just listed. If they are as wonderful as they sound like they be. I have a lot of confidence in the mortuary's ability to do bills. And I have a lot of confidence in the mortuary's ability to do quick builds. Yeah. Because one thing people don't realize about the mortuary when you go through it is it's mostly a knockdown haunt. Right. Because ten and a half months out of the year or ten months out of the year, they open up early September and go into November. Yeah. So ten months out of the year, we'll say, they are the mortuary haunted mansion. They do escape games there and they do the haunted actual ghost tours and things like that. Right. They don't keep the haunt up, and they're used to working under some pretty difficult conditions because it is a historic building. Yeah, and they are also, are, are also an event space. <clears throat> so, yeah, they have all this other stuff going on. They're very used to doing quick builds and quick teardowns. I get that. <clears throat> but I'm still damn impressed that they are announcing all of this in the middle of May. This is a new announcement. This isn't yeah. like, oh, yeah, we barely missed this at the end of the last news cycle. No, no this one's like three days old, guys. Yeah. It's really recent. Yeah. Um, they're just announcing it here in like mid-May with plans of opening this October. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Well, they've had a little bit of experience with like the clown thing because during Jazz Fest, I think it was, they set up a little haunted house display. Yeah. Uh, some of our friends worked that. So but that is not nearly as ambitious as eight different zones and it's not, but at least it gives them a template for what to put together. Yeah, I guess what they're so, gonna maybe. need. So yeah, this is potentially huge for this city in terms of haunted attractions. I'm very excited about yes. it. And here's the thing. I hope it helps City Park too. Yeah. Because City Park and this is something a lot of people don't know about New Orleans. This is one of those weird things like a lot locals seem to know it, but people like tourists don't. 
City Park, despite its name, is not city funded. Right. It gets like a tiny sliver of its money from the city. Yeah. It gets like next to nothing. Most of it comes from private donations and or the various activities that people pay for. Right. So, for example, um, Ellie and I score kept a, a, the Gay Softball League for right. a time there. The Softball League paid money to play at City Park, and that money is part of how City Park funds itself. Right. Also, Long multiple of, festivals. Yes. Uh, multiple races held there. Um, they have year-round uh, kids area That's with a like theme park ish. Yeah, it's, it's like kind of hard to describe. Tiny uh, roller coasters and like and castles, carnival and rides stuff. type things. It's yeah, it's tough. I, I forgot what it's called. Storyland, isn't Storyland, it? Storyland, yeah. yeah. It's called Storyland. It's it's a theme park ish. Yeah, it, I, I, tennis really, courts there. Yeah. They, they've got know. a lot of things. They are a public park. You can just go there right now and start roaming yeah, around it. Yeah. Um, they also apparently make a lot of money from their photography. Um, yeah, badges. Yeah, the the, the, yeah. the the passes for, and the cat has now decided to join the podcast. We're getting a lot of special guests this week. Yes, this is nice. Yes. <clears throat> no, you can't go outside, you little asshole. <laughs> Sorry, it's been one of those kinds of days. <laughs> but anyways, I'm actually really, really excited about this, and I'm curious to see how it goes. Um, and it's it's really interesting because. The New Orleans haunt community had, like, no idea this was going down. Right. No. This caught pretty much everyone all flat-footed that I know of. Yeah. And I think part of the reason is the mortuary is the haunt that plays it closest to the vest about what they're doing. Right. They, uh, I, we, we, we know that we've... T- we're not strangers to the owners and the people who run it. We've right. spoken with them many times. Like, well, not many, several times at least. Right. Um, we know them. They're nice guys. But they definitely don't publicize or leak what they're doing. Yeah. They don't talk about it. So this yeah. this is a surprise. Yes, and it is exciting. We're very much looking forward to having something new to go to here. Yes. Um, and we already had the prospect of one new thing, right. with the House of Shot closing and the 13th floor taking it over. Right. And we've heard various rumors about what's going on there. Yeah. And so, but this is, looks like it's going to be completely new. Right. And I'll be interested to watch and see how the mortuary itself does, yes. especially with uh, staffing both things, if, yeah, the, if they are in charge of staffing both. Yeah, that is one of the things, is that the mortuary has always, it's always varied in staffing year to year. Yeah. Some years it seems to have really struggled, some years it seems to be fully loaded and then some. It's been kind right. of strange there, and I, I don't know what the deal is. And I know that's a problem with every haunt we People could say that about us. Yeah. In our tiny little haunt. Um, but the truth of the matter is Mortuary is a pro haunt that pays actors. It seems a little weird they've had oftentimes had struggles. But, yeah. uh, you know, this is going to be great. I, I'm I'm still very excited about it. I mean, I, I know it sounds like we're being negative. But as I'm reading down that list of everything that's there, I'm stoked. Yeah. I'm oh, really, yeah. really stoked. I, I, I please, please do not believe for a second I am anything less than stupid-ass excited about this. Yeah. I'm marking out hard here, okay? Yeah. <clears throat> this is going to be great. So, uh, let's get away from the Mark stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excuse me. My turn. Um, okay, up next. Halloween Horror Nights has unveiled its second attraction, and it's one... That isn't based upon a uh, a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually based upon a previous Halloween Horror Nights attraction. It is they're doing. It's entitled um, "Dead Exposure Patient Zero. and it's based upon a theme they did in two thousand eight, ten years ago exactly, called right. "Dead Exposure." Yes. 
Um, this basically transports the visitor to 1982 Paris amidst the zombie outbreak. And you are attempting, and basically the military is trying to either contain or they are trying to exterminate and vaccinate. Vaccinate the non-infected and exterminate the infected. Right. Don't exterminate the uninfected. That'd be stupid. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's kind of the opposite, Jonathan. That's how you wind up with nobody. <laughs> that's like, except the zombies. <laughs> well, except for the people killing the zombies, That's too. true. That's true, yeah. Well, no, the zombies would starve to death. Mm-hmm. So Good point. So if you kill the, the food, then, then the zombies are dead, too. Yeah, and I've got to say, the reaction to this looking online has been very, very positive. It seems like the first one was very well loved. Yeah. And that seems to be something I noticed, is that even though with Halloween Horror Nights, and we've got to get out there one year, yeah. but um, is that even though the, the ones themed upon movies and other IP get all the attention, especially in the media, mm-hmm. it seems like the ones not based upon it are really, really some of the best ones. Right. And I, and, I, and I can understand that, because with this, there's no expectations. You're going in, okay, you know it's a zombie thing, you know it's 1982 Paris, whoop do you go in, you don't know what it is. The first one they announced was Stranger Things. Right. Okay, I know. I, I've not watched Stranger Things yet. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Everybody, I know. Now, you have, haven't you? Yes. And Ellie has. Yes. I'm the only one in the house. I know very little about Stranger Things, but I know if I go through a Stranger Things haunt and I don't see the board with the lights over the letters, yeah. I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to feel let down. I would love if they were able to find out people's names <laughs> and make it spell out their names. <laughs> That would be a really good thing, yes. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it is. Um, it it sounds like people are really excited about this one, and you know, it's that time of year where we're going to get the uh, drip feed of news about Halloween Horror Night. So, I, you know what? I look forward to it. It makes it easier yeah. to fill out the stories that we have to do for this show. It does. It guarantees us one a month for a little while. <clears throat> All right. Well, after that, this one is really interesting. Yes. Uh, Legoland will be opening its long-awaited haunted house ride in 2019, they're announcing. Mm-hmm. Now, this one has a bit of a weird history to it, it seems. Uh, basically, Legoland Windsor Resort, which is in Windsor, England. It's the UK one. I, I don't know if there are others, okay? I'm not. I'm no expert on Legoland, is what I'm saying. Ellie is. <laughs> no, she what? could tell you. Ellie, if we're here, she's on the way to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, stupid ticket limit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, long story short, they will be opening in 2019 House Monster Party. Now, here's the thing. It was originally slated to open four years ago in 2015. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that she's been to the one in California. Oh. Okay. I thought so. I was just checking my my memory. Anyway. um, But anyways, it's titled House Monster Party. It was originally slated for opening in 2015, but the Royal Borough of Windsor and Maidenhead... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or the uh, RBWM, as the article unhelpfully calls it. Yeah. Not realizing that maybe someone not from the area is reading it. Right. <clears throat> Thanks a lot, guys. Declined their application. Now, there was some big kerfuffle here. The park appealed, and they eventually won. And the borough spent more than a quarter million pounds, which is roughly $340,000, fighting it. And I don't know if I understand why. No. Because, I mean... If it's, it's already a theme park. Yeah, it's already a theme park. It's just going to be inside the already existing park. Why not let them build what they want to build? This is so different than, like, than Walt Disney. Yeah. <clears throat> Which, like, Walt Disney, not only when... And this is, this is true. I found this out uh, recently. When they built Disney World mm-hmm. in Florida. Yeah. 
they bought this whole crap of land. Like, there's so much land there, it's hard to fathom right. how much land they bought and owned. <clears throat> but long and short of it is, they actually got the right to set up their own city and their own permitting in Florida. Yeah. And their charter with the state of Florida actually gives them the right to build a nuclear power plant <laughs> on Disney property. That's pretty interesting. Disney can go nuclear. Yeah. <laughs> These guys couldn't even build an attraction in their own park. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty <coughs> impressive. I did not know that. I should have pitched that whenever I worked at the nuclear plant. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to build a Disney nuke plant. Yes. And, and, and it's actually kind of relevant because when they were doing this was in the heyday of nuclear in the 50s right. and so forth. So it kind of made sense for them to say that, hey, we're going to have to power all this crap somehow. Right. They wanted the option to build a nuclear plant. Yeah. Nuclear was the option du jour at the time. Yeah. Um, they end up actually building traditional, I think, natural gas and coal plants instead. Yeah. But still, they, they have the option of, it's in the contracts, in their charter, they can build a nuclear plant. And the little, there's a, it's a town of Disney. I can't remember what it's called, but they have a township yeah. of Disney. That, that it's, it's kind of mad to think that Disney in this area can write their own permits. It, it is. But, but compare that to Legoland, which got denied permission to put in a haunted attraction ride. Yeah. It's just completely bananas. But anyways, the park appealed. It won. The borough spent a crap ton of money that probably could have been better used for other things. Mm -hmm. And it will be a live... It'll be an interactive ride aimed at children, which is fitting because Legoland kind of is meant to be more of a child-friendly park. It is. Did you learn anything? Okay. I know you were trying to look up the uh, yeah, details it, on that. Yeah, it looked like Celebration Florida, but I wasn't sure. That may be so. it, actually. That may be, actually be it. it. may be Celebration Florida. It sounds about right. It's just, yeah, Disney can build a nuke plant. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just bananas to me. It is. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. Um, uh, John Cook, a former farm designer, not scary, far, former farm designer, God, Jonathan, former designer at Knott's Scary Farm, <clears throat> has announced and opened a new, quote-unquote, R-rated escape room entitled Murder Company. Yeah. Uh, this is an article by is Inside the Magic by uh, Christina Sanza. Long and short of it is, Cook um, was, once again, a, a designer from Not Scary Farm and has decided to open this attraction in Upland, California, and he claims that it is the first R-rated escape room experience. Right. Which I think the mortuary might have something to say about that. I'm yeah. sure other places, too. Yeah, it's about to say, that seemed like an awfully bold statement. Yeah. A, movie ratings, and okay, look, we did the whole thing about disclosing what's in your hall, and we talked about movie ratings, and now right. we have that, and we did the analog, and I get that. And, and movie ratings are a natural jumping off point. But we also have to admit that movie ratings do not directly apply to haunts. Right, they don't. Because... Pretty much every haunt that isn't just a silly 3D clown haunt, yeah. where things go out and go boo at you and stuff, is going to be at least a PG-13 or an R. Yeah. And I've been, I've we've been to horror-themed escape rooms. Yeah. With yeah. lots of violence and blood and guts and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's fun. It's fun. It's it's fine. I mean, that's one of the things I like no. about escape rooms is you get a variety of experiences. We've done those. We've done very childish ones. We've done... Yeah. Now, I will say, and I, I do recommend actually following the link mm -hmm. and watching the video. I'll be Jonathan to it. 
this yes. time. Watch the trailer <clears throat> for it. Um, it does look more graphic yeah. than any of the ones we've been to. I'll, I'll agree with that. But also to say the first in the country seems like a stretch to me. Yeah. Um, but And the thing about it is the theme of it is basically, think hostile. Yeah. Uh, basically, there's this cabal, underground cabal, that is into kidnapping people and murdering them for the viewing, viewing pleasure of patrons. Yes. And I guess you could probably also pay to be one of the murderers, too. It's a bit like Hostel in that regard. Yeah. Um, but i got to say, it's got a stacked set of talent. Uh, people from Walt Disney, Universal Studios, Cedar Fair, and the NFL. I don't know who came from the NFL for this one. Possibly the big guy swinging the hammer. Maybe. Or maybe it could just be uh, you know, graphical talent or something like it that, too. I know. Now, here's the thing. Tickets start at $45. Yeah. I don't know much about escape room prices in California, but that would be damned expensive here in... No. No. It would... uh, It definitely would. Um, Not sure how that would play out here. I doubt it would play well at all, honesty. Mm -hmm. Um, The long and short of it is... It, it seems expensive to me. It also doesn't seem like it'd be the first R-rated attraction, but it still looks extremely cool. Yeah. I mean, I, watching the video, watching the little teaser trailer and everything, it seems like it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> I think the most expensive one that we've been to was $35. So, you know, accounting for California being more expensive. It could be easily Because you be do corporal. expect things to be more expensive. At least yeah. I do. I, I do, too. After I've only been to California once. And one of my greatest memories there was actually seeing the gas prices in California. Yeah. And my jaw folks. I'm New Orleans is like one of the cheapest gas communities yeah. in the country. Because basically, I can point you, I, literally, on if they're doing the burn-off, yeah. you can literally see the refinery uh, from our house. Yeah. <laughs> our front porch. You can see the refinery. Yeah. Easy peasy. It's just across the river here. Um, so, yeah, literally you can just take some gas cans and go fill up, I guess. <laughs> yeah. No, I, don't, I don't think it works that way. It doesn't work that way. But, yes, every once in a while we'll be outside and see fire and we're like, oh, no, something's on fire. No, that's just no, 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 it's just a refinery yeah. doing a burn-off. And now they've, and then they've actually gotten smart. They've actually started warning when they do the burn-offs. They used to not so do they that. they don't get <laughs> They don't get a bajillion 911 calls yes. about There's this giant fire. on fire. <laughs> Wait there in Chalmette. It's, it's like the whole damn town's burning down. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a wise move, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm always smart. Yeah. No, but this looks really, really cool. Yeah. Like... So you can find out more about it at blackmarketescaperooms.com. Yeah, I thought the uh, domain name was really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, that is exactly their name. So yeah. that works. That works. It works well. Yeah, Murder Company. Um, interesting concept. I'll be curious to see how well it works out. Yeah. And also... I, one thing I do like about it is I think they only have one room right now, but it's an idea that opens up to additional rooms. Yeah. So, theoretically, at least, they could do a lot more with it down the road and stay true to the murder company theme. Yes. Because you could have different kinds of traps and different kinds of scenarios that you could get stuck into. Yeah. Just saying. Sounds fun. Creatively, it sounds like a good direction. I, I like that idea. I'll give you some, some flexibility there. Yeah. All right. Um, according to Reading Magazine, this is Reading, Pennsylvania, for those playing along, Kenhorst, Pennsylvania, is getting a new haunted attraction. Um, basically, there was a home haunt in that area called Cornstalkers. That, 
That's a great name. <laughs> it, it is the best worst name I've ever heard of for Ron and Al. Exactly. It is, it is both amazingly awesome and amazingly awful at the same time, and I yes. love it. I'm yeah. so in love with it because of that. I just... Uh-huh. Because my affinity for this type of stuff just it's it, it, it tickles yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> it tickles me in a way very little else tickles me. Mm-hmm. But basically, they found an old indoor miniature golf course, and they're going to open up a new maze entitled Moonlight Massacre, which they are building from scratch. They say they're going from twelve thousand twelve twelve thousand twelve hundred square feet to four thousand square feet, and with it will come a modest price increase. Yes. Uh, three dollars to five dollars. Yeah, with profits being donated yeah. to Spirit of Children Foundation. Yeah, any profits are going to Spirit of Children, which, as most of you know, is the um, charity operated by Spirit Halloween Stores. Right. That gives money so that ho- cho- children and hospital. Ho- children's yeah. hospital can have Halloween stuff, basically. Right. And it's a pretty cool charity to keep Halloween alive for those. And it's a very very cool. They plan on opening October fifth. And they'll be open every weekend in October. No word. It does not say if they'll be open Halloween night, but it doesn't sound like they will be from this. Yeah. So still, very, very cool. Always happy to see a new haunt opening up and getting some good media attention. Yeah. All right. This is the opposite of what we like to talk about on the show. And it, I wanted to talk about it because this was interesting to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I read this, and I read this article, and I read a couple of other articles on it. The one we're linking to is ABC News Australia. Um, but there, you can find like the Daily Mail's got one. There's a couple other places covering it. Right. Um, tourist attraction is dropping its ghostly status because it's scaring off people. Yeah. Uh, this is the Okabella Homestead in Western Australia, and they call it, this confused the hell out of me for a minute. They call it Midwest Australia, but what they mean is that it's in the middle of the Western Coast. Yes. Not that it, like, the Midwest, we think, like, the middle of the West. Yeah. In the Midwest, I'll sure think the middle vertically of the West. It's weird. It's a little strange, yeah. But to my to my American brain, this kind of hurt a little bit trying to picture it. But it's north of Perth. It's right on the coast, and it's in the middle of the coast. Like, imagine Australia. It's right smack in the middle of it. Yeah. Okay. Right? Got on it. On the West Coast. Anyways, it is a very, very remote attraction. With a great deal of history, and it has a long history of being known as a haunted place. Where people go, you can go do night tours, you can stay camping, and there's ghost stories, and supposedly spirits roam this place, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, they're stopping the promotion of the spirit, the ghostly side of it. Right. And the reason they say is because it's scaring tourists away. Yeah. Now, due to the location, one of the major sources of tourism they get is from China. Right. Chinese tourists come, and their culture, they view ghosts and stuff as very, very actually scary, as in stay the hell away from Yes, exactly. I mean, it, it's easy to write it off as superstition, but yeah. it's, it's it's a cultural difference. Yeah. Where Westerners, we tend to go, ghost? Where? Yeah. We're, like, we're like the mystery machine, man. We're on this. <laughs> we're driving toward that fire. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see a ghost. Yeah. And Chinese people are like, no, no, we're cool. We, we, yeah, we, we know they existed. They are scary. We're staying away. And it's actually kind of weird. I, I heard um, about some, I heard some Chinese ghost stories. Yeah. A while back. In fact, if anyone does the game Zombies Run, mm-hmm. it's a game for runners. Basically, it helps you run, motivates you to get out there and do running stuff. It's really, really cool. I recommend it. But one of the early seasons, they added a special episode featuring Chinese ghosts or hmm. the Chinese zombies. Fun. And it was weird because the Chinese ghosts, according to them, when they were these this particular brand of zombie, when they were possessed, they would 
um, hop rather than run. Uh-huh. They would like do a double foot hop, bounce down there like almost like a bunny. Yeah. And and when I first heard it, that sounded like the stupidest thing I'd ever heard of. Yeah. But then you imagine as the game goes along, hundreds of dead-eyed people jumping after you. Yeah. It gets a little freaky. It does. <laughs> so I kind of get it a little bit. They're, maybe they just have a better caliber ghost story. They, yeah, they do. Mm. <laughs> I mean, what? the... The uh, the culture over over there for ghost um, is very different. It's very different, and it's very interesting. Yeah. So basically, um, they are worried that they've been scaring off Chinese tourists. This comes from comments they've seen on their Facebook page, from things they've been reading on forums, etc., etc., etc. Right. And so they are dropping the promotion that they will still offer some night tours for those that do want that experience, but they're no longer promoting the haunted attraction. Instead, they're going to focus on their history. Which is including like what we would think of as like Wild West ruins, yeah, um, from this from the eighteen hundreds, and also they're very famous for their tea rooms, apparently. Um, Which you I, know that would appeal to Chinese tourists. I can see why that would work. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have no idea why that area is famous for tea. I don't know enough about the history. It wasn't explained in any of the articles. Yeah, but apparently tea rooms are a big deal there. Godspeed. Yeah, have fun. All right. Well, if you are a fan of Disney's Haunted Mansion, sorry, you missed the auction. But there was a very cool auction uh, late April of much of the original work of Raleigh Crump. Now, he helped design many of Disney's early theme park rides, including the Haunted Mansion. And and the art includes much of his early designs and drawings, basically. Right. And basically, it's really interesting. This is another link you have to click. I'm sorry, I know, but there's some visual stuff in here we can only kind of describe. Yeah. <clears throat> and you should probably try to get the full effect of. It looked like a dark, twisted version of the Alice in Wonderland Disney did from the 60s. Yeah, I, I could see that from those drawings. I, it was very interesting creatures and monsters I, I, that were sketched out. And... I don't know how, quote-unquote, scary well, I found it, but... yeah. Well, it would depend on lighting and setting and yeah, all Yeah, that's true, 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 true. So, I mean, if you've got the right mood, you yeah. make almost anything scary. And it also included with some of the early drafts of the scripts yep. for the Haunted haunted Mansion. And various other works by the artist was available for, um, for purchase. Right. And they were expected to get thousands of dollars per drawing. So, none of us probably could afford it anyway. So, <laughs> don't feel too bad. I don't know. There are a few people who listen to this podcast who probably could. But... Well, they might not listen to this podcast, <laughs> but they're probably in the <clears throat> They listen to them higher quality <laughs> podcasts. We know who you are ignoring oh. us in our Chateau de Haunt Weekly. <laughs> the guest room. <laughs> yes. But yeah, long and story short, this was a very interesting glimpse into what the Haunted Mansion could have been in some of the early versions of it. Right. And so yeah, so it, it looks like it had been really fan. It had been yeah. more fantasy, it looked like. Yeah, more fantasy. And it's also interesting how they talked about how they weren't really sure what they wanted to do with the Haunted Mansion in the beginning. Yeah. They knew they wanted one, but they didn't know if they should go scarier or sillier. <laughs> And they kind of went with a mixture. Yeah, contrast to what they did with Alien Encounters yeah. decades later. It was like, no, scary! <laughs> yes. Scarier! Scarier! Just, yes. Just, just Roy, who was it? Was, um, was it Roy with Disney? Which Disney's son was it that was I just mean, like, like basically choking people to make it scarier? Just, make yeah. it scarier! Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, oh, man. Wish I would have been able to go to that. Yeah, you would have... 
that would have been a highlight of your life. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, it's just because life with me is not filled with many highlights. That's not true. But <laughs> anyways, but the point of the matter is, it is a uh, it is a great set of drawings. Oh, right. What about saying? And by the way, that article was by Matt Novak of yeah. the Bellafort. Yeah, the, pa- I think it's Paleo Future. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, there was a typo there. Okay. Good try, good try. Good, if there's a second you. Uh, okay, that makes much more sense as a word. Yeah. You know, but, but the way the publications are named today, it's perfectly believable it could have been the other one. Uh-huh. All right. Our next article takes a look at, is by Theme Park Adventures, and it's Epic Home Haunts Halloween Documentary First Teaser Trailer Revealed. Mm-hmm. And, well, first teaser revealed, teaser trailer, I don't know. Yes. <coughs> teaser, they... teaser trailer, they all have different meanings, I don't know what they are. They released a trailer. They released, they released a video. They did a thing. Yes. Uh, Saga Studios LLC has released a teaser trailer for the Epic Home Haunts documentary. It documents four California area home haunters as they go through the 2016 and 2017 seasons. And it focuses heavily on their communities and positive influence. I watched the teaser trailer. I am stoked about this documentary. Yeah. I know there was a lot of disappointment in the community with haunters. Yeah. This seems like it might be more what we wanted <laughs> yes. out of that film. Yes, we will. We will have to see. We'll have to see. I'm. I'm. I'm not letting myself get my hopes up too high. No. Um. But it should be. It looks like it's going to be really good. And judging from the people they were talking to and the things they were saying, it looked awesome. Right. Very very excited about it. And here's the thing, it will be making its debut at Midsummer Screen. You might remember we talked about them for a second up there. Mm-hmm. Be part of the film festival there. The film will be released in the months to follow. They don't know how yet. They're working on multiple avenues. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. This is the age in which it could do everything from be video on demand directly from them. It could hit Netflix. It could go Amazon Prime. It could go a million directions. Right. Um, but I expect to be released in the months that follow. But if you're at Midsummer Screen, you can be the first to see this film. And I definitely think it's a good idea. Yes. It looks awesome. I'm very excited about this one. Also, Haunters in the Dallas area. Or haunters willing to travel to the Dallas area. In the West area. Texas area, whatever, yes. <laughs> there will be on June 2nd, and the cat's back, uh, June 2nd from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Reindeer Manor, which is in Red Oak, Texas, just south of Dallas. They will be having a a chili cook-off, multi-haunt garage sale, and pet adoption event. And hair care tire center. And <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's a lot of stuff going on here. Okay, so let's start off. First, if you have haunt and Halloween and spooky related stuff to sell, it is free to set up a table for the garage sale. You cannot bring, and they were very clear about this, you cannot bring your diet aids, your weight loss supplements, your <laughs> hair products, it all that. It has to be haunt related. It has to be haunt, spooky related, or something relevant to them. You can probably bring like your pneumatics or whatever. Right. Uh, that'd be fine too, I'm sure. Um... You also, there will be a chili cook-off. It is free to compete in the chili cook-off as long as you bring your chili in a container to keep it warm. They promise you plenty of power if you need to plug in. It is $5 to eat. You can only eat chili out of the official bowl and spoon. They basically threaten to uh, rip your hands off if you <laughs> try to eat. I believe, that's how I took that. They said we will 
toss away the bowl and the contents and the hands attached to it. <laughs> um, well, they are haunters, just so you know. Just saying. And my question is, why are you wasting for perfectly good hands? Yeah, we're always looking for more. So You throw away the bowl and the food, and you keep the hands and use them in the haunt. Exactly. Duh. Or put them on a table for sale, apparently. Whatever. <laughs> Garage sale, exactly. Good point. <laughs> And also, Streets to Sheets, a charity that Reindeer Manor supports, will be bringing out the lovely doggos and floofs for adoption, and also other well-behaved dogs are accepted. So this is a great haunt community event. It's not a formal conference, so we didn't include in the conference reminders, but this is awesome. And we'll be linking directly to the post on Meetup, so you can go check it out. Yes. Sounds just completely kick-ass to me. Yes. Alright, and because everything has to end on a depressing note these past few days, we'll be ending on one of our own. Over the past month, um, horror has lost two people that are deeply loved by the industry. The first was Harry Anderson, uh, one of the stars of the original It. He died on April 16th, literally the day we published The Last News. Yeah. Um, and John... Altamora, I always struggle to say that name, an actor who played the Toxic Avenger in the first two movies, he died on May 4th. Yeah. Now, Harry Anderson, you and I know him more from Night Court. Right. In fact, it was really weird for me. I saw Night Court before I saw It. Me too. Because uh, we came up at an age where we were a little young to watch It in right. its original incarnation, even though it was a network miniseries. Yeah. We were a little bit young to pick it up, but we, we saw the hell out of Night Court. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. My my family was a, a horror-free household, for the most part, after a certain age, so... Yeah. I didn't get to see a lot of the classics, what are now classics. Yeah, and we had, we've had to make up for lost time, basically. Yeah, basically. <clears throat> and the Toxic Avenger, um, we actually got to stand in his presence briefly. Yes. He was at the Britannia Theater locally, along with um, the usual trauma crowd. Yes. Um, so yeah. Yes, we have a photo of us with Lloyd well, Kaufman, Lloyd Kaufman and, and, and the Toxic, Toxic Avenger somewhere. We'll have, to, we'll have to get it up on the site or the Facebook or something. Okay. <clears throat> because he supposedly he was there with that... That's, that's at least what we had heard. It was it was the original actor in costume. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm I do not, not have confirmation of that because he was in costume. Exactly. <laughs> realistically, <laughs> someone could, dressed us. <laughs> realistically, it could have been just about anyone, but they said been. someone had said it was um, him. But yeah, he played Toxic Avenger in the first and the second films, and this was interesting because we were there for a double feature right. of Trauma Films. It was the original Toxic Avenger yes. and the class of Duke, uh, class Duke Nukem, class of Nukem. <laughs> I just wanted to be Duke Nukem High, no class of Nukem High. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was a great double feature. Lloyd is a fucking gem. Yeah. I cannot say that enough. Yeah. Lloyd is absolutely amazing and a wonderful person in every way, shape, and form. Yeah. Um, and I, with Lloyd, you don't know what's real and what's, you know, an act with him. And I think that's part of the charm. Yeah. He's just nuts. He's a wonderful guy. And, um, you know, basically, I, I, I can't tell you much about, uh, about John because he doesn't say a lot in character. Yeah. He seemed very amiable and seemed like a great guy in all accounts and all the reports I've heard elsewhere from him. He's an amazing guy, and he's going to be missed. I mean, yeah. sympathies go to the families of both of these wonderful guys. Um, 
your work will live on and you will be missed. Yes. That's all I can say. It's a it's been a it's been a rough month for haunting and horror in terms of losing people we love. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. So got any final thoughts? We have an extra minute or two if you want to throw something out. Any story catch your eye? No. Well, no, we can wrap it up. We're close enough. I will let class out two minutes early today. It's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. Well, on that note, everyone, thank you very much for joining us for the past 50 minutes. Shut up, cat! No one likes you. <laughs> it's not true. We do like the cat, but we can't let them think that. <laughs> they get a big head. It gets, you know, it's problematic. But anyways, thank you very much for joining us for the past hour. Um, once again, take the time, do like us and follow us at Haunt Weekly on Twitter, Haunt Weekly on Facebook, hauntweekly.com is our site, and tinyurl.com slash hauntweekly is our YouTube channel where you can subscribe to us there and follow us and get updates there. We are also on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much everywhere finer podcasts are distributed. They haven't kicked us out yet. And until next time, I'm Jonathan. I'm Crystal. And this was Haunt Weekly, episode number 128, doing April-May news. We will see you guys next week.